Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Tom? Yes, more than ever. Now more than ever, (laughs) Yes, booksmen. Although, are you reading the current... Well, not to get into the topic at hand too quickly. Are you reading the current book in physical form or an ebook? No. No, I'm reading it in uh, ebook, which yeah. is uh, part of the reason why uh, I didn't realize how long it was. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, the ebook device does not get thicker depending on the book. <laughs> now, Steve Jobs should have cracked that before he died. <laughs> Making the devices get thicker depending on yeah, how much. Yeah, so you know how long them? a book is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe that's for Bezos to crack. Yeah. That old, that old honker. Yeah. He honks um, when he laughs. That's what uh, that was a reference to. Is that true? Yeah. You don't remember that, Tim, from the book about uh, the Segway? I didn't read a book about the Segway. <laughs> well, first off, <laughs> were you nuts? <laughs> I'm uh, sure you told me about it, though. Uh, it was like when the book first got announced before anybody knew like what a Segway was. The way they hyped it was, uh, they said, like, the first time Steve Jobs was shown it, he said, uh, like, if enough people see this, you won't have to change the way cities are laid out. It will just happen. And uh, they said the first time Jeff Bezos saw it, that he he gave his trademark honking laugh. <laughs> and did, uh, did Jeff Bezos refuse to sell that on the Amazon store? No, it was exclusive on Amazon for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, man. That's a guy that uh, stinks, huh? He does. You know, I was watching um, uh, the shuttle launch, the recent SpaceX shuttle Mm -hmm. launch. Me too. Me too. And uh, it was crazy how, like, propaganda-filled it was (laughs) for, like, Elon Musk. And there were at one point they were like, you know, maybe a child watching this will, you know, be inspired to become the next Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. So I was like, no, <laughs> why would you want your kid to be like Jeff Bezos, a guy who and, cares about like making money over everything? Yeah, it's so Ma- weird. Maybe your maybe your child watching this now will decide to, you know, that no amount of money will ever make him happy, <laughs> but he'll yeah. still strive to make more. Yeah, he'll be ruthless about accumulating wealth that he yeah. could never, ever do anything with. That Does he, he have any kids? Uh, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Lucky for them, I'm sure I they never see him. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're youngish. I want to say, like, yeah. are, like uh, they're not teens yet. Those those kids don't have a chance. Those are going to be the worst human beings on Earth in 10 years. Uh, I don't know. I think new rich kid, well... I mean, he's not new rich. He's just like a whole other thing. The richest kid in... These kids will be the richest people on earth. Yeah. I like know. royalty. We Oh, we all love royals. <laughs> some people do, I guess. Some, yeah, some people do. But uh, I don't know. The royals, uh, I don't know, at least like make appearances. Chef Bezos doesn't do that. Yeah. To be clear, Tom, I'm not reading this book, Outlander, on a Kindle device. I'm wow. reading it on a Kobo. Oh, a uh, Radukin Kobo. 
Yeah, my favorite brand, Radikin. <laughs> most, uh, of my, most of the electronics in my home are by Radikin. When did you buy a Kobo? Um, I, it was a Christmas gift from my dear mother and dear father. <laughs> okay. I forgot that you only refer to your mom and dad as mother and father. Yes. It's very disarming. As is proper. (laughs) Well, father said I simply should have a Kobo. (laughs) He insisted. He insisted as much. No, I mean, this was the the disappointing thing. That he couldn't find my books on Kobo? (laughs) No, that I was like, well, I own all your books, Tom, in in physical and uh, digital copies. Wow. I just read, I read the digital copies on my browser, my web browser. (laughs) You know, Tim, I write them with that in mind, uh, knowing that that's the best way to read a book. Tom, that comes through. That comes through <laughs> in the writing. Um, uh, no, this was the depressing thing that I was like, uh, my parents were like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, oh, uh, a Kobo. And they were like, what the hell is that? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus like, Christ, uh, Tim. You want us to get you some like collectible one of a hundred bullshit thing that we're not going to be able to find yeah it's like it's like it's like a kindle and they were just like okay so we'll just get you a kindle then <laughs> yeah. Tim, we get you the easy to find cheap option yeah but like the kobo is the same price it's yeah. just a different website that you click buy at yeah. i mean I guess they had to enter their credit card information, and I'm I'm grateful for for yeah. them, you know. Well, and uh, 37 years old, my my parents are still buying me Christmas gifts. Well, and I know. Ridiculous. Aren't you 38 now? Oh, you were 37 yeah. at the time. I thought exactly. you were lying. Loophole, loophole. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, Tim, I know you have uh, uh, family in Canada, and Kobo is a Canadian company and very mm. popular in Canada. Did you know that? I did not know that, they, and they, also... They have a very... I don't know if they have the largest share, but they're like... If if they don't, then they're like neck and neck with Kindle in oh, Canada. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, that might come in handy if uh, at the end of the year... <laughs> I, I will... I'll fucking... I know people have been doing this since uh, 2004. I'll fucking do it. I swear to God, I got family up there. <laughs> Move to Canada? Yeah, I'll do it. I Googled the other day, like, is there, like, a warm part of Canada out of curiosity? There's not really. I Toronto, mean, yeah. Toronto is no less temperate than than New York. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like, it get, it's, like, colder there, like, a little bit longer than it is here. But, like, right. it's not, like... No, I mean, it's, it's it never not gets that, warm. I can never wear a T-shirt. It's it, fine. Yeah, it's not that far away. No, but I was hoping that there would be like uh, some like secret part of Canada that's like warmer than New York all year. Oh, no. <laughs> like a, a, a tropical region in Canada. I mean, there probably is. I mean, if there was, Tom, don't mm-hmm. you think it would be the the stomping grounds of billionaires? There's no way they'd let you or me in there. No, well, no, I don't know. Because, like, Canada's better, like, it wouldn't be the stomping grounds of billionaires because they go to places that are warm that, like, don't have a government so that they can just <laughs> install their de facto. Oh, yeah. They'd have to, like, pay taxes and stuff in Canada. Yeah, exactly. And they'd be like, universal health care? No. Yeah. 
Like, nah, I'll go to a country that will let me uh, buy two different islands to use my private jet to fly uh, various uh, rich pedophiles (laughs) in. Tom, one day I'm going to get to the bottom of this David Copperfield thing, because I only have vague recollections of what he was accused of. Do you think he hypnotized you to make you forget about them? No, I think I just like read a headline years ago and was like, man, that's screwed up. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, my brain's broken. I can't really read things. And- now, now, when you say one day I'm going to get to the bottom of this, do you mean you're just going to Google it for again to look? Again, Tom, I'm, I wouldn't use Google. I'd, I'd use DuckDuckGo. But yes, I would I would search for it on the internet and, and look up. Uh, what happened? Do uh, I self-investigate it, if you will? <laughs> Do you know? Did you know that DuckDuckGo relies on Bing technology? That's fine. Yeah, I don't care what's driving it. I just thought that was interesting. I thought they were like their own whole thing, but they just like buy. So they license the tech, not the search. Yeah, they I mean... license the search, but then like you know they're not keeping any of the you know it's like a, a an industrial license or whatever. So like Bing isn't able to keep any of that info either. Right. I mean, wasn't Google driving Bing for a while, or like they were driving Yahoo? For they a were while. driving yeah, Yahoo, and then I think Bing was driving. Bing, I think, might still be driving Yahoo, or Google might be. Look, not a lot of search engines out there ever since Excite.com went under. And Deja- yeah, Dogpile. Tom, you got to use Dogpile because that, that, you get all the search engines in one. And what about Deja Vu? I, you know, I feel like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> and uh, not just because, but like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Dogpile's still around, Tim, and they're owned by Infospace Holdings, LLC. Nice. I love that company. Nowadays. Uh, I, I Googled my own name and my own website came up first. So it's a pretty good website. I'll Google David <laughs> Copperfield Island. So, some of the other suggestions here. Hunting? <laughs> no, it wasn't that he was hunting humans. I think he was hunting supermodels. Mm, I don't. And think then he guess hunting. what happened when he caught them? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's when things got really dark. Yeah. Uh, some of the other suggestions that come up for my name on Dogpile are Tom Reynolds' mayor and Doctor Tom Reynolds. I like the sound of both of those. <laughs> wow! Hey, Tom, congrats. <laughs> oh, I've been uh, getting. Uh, Man, I've been getting all these emails lately from like, um, I don't know, some like uh, uh, online psychiatry company or whatever that thinks I'm Dr. Tom Reynolds and they keep trying to like entice me to work from them and they're like, you can, you'll make like $400,000 a year and you can work from home. Time to do it. Yeah, right? Like I'm curious to see like how far I can get into this without them asking for any kind of credentials. Yeah, because in that case, that's on them. Yeah, and if they ask, I can say, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> and they just leave it at that, and then it's up to them to interpret how, you know, how that's intended. Yeah, maybe uh, they'll be timid. I bet there's, there's if if you keep it all through email, you can be vague enough 
Yeah. Without claiming to be a doctor. Right. Um, that if it all blows up in your face, say one of the patients uh, that that you will be providing. <laughs> Treating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something awful happens, you know, you can be like, oh, I had no idea that they thought I was a doctor. I thought this was based on Tim and Sal solve your problems. <laughs> That that's that, why you were offering me uh, four hundred thousand dollars a year. You would go to jail for so long. <laughs> I know, and there would probably be like a horrible story attached to it. Oh yeah, it would be like a like a prestige cable movie. Like it would be like a, a, a or it would probably be like a three part uh, HBO Max documentary about it. Yeah. And like this conversation Maybe. right now will be playing over. <laughs> Yeah, over the documentary called uh, uh, Dr. Internet. Yeah. Dr. Cyber. <laughs> well, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, David Copperfield uh-huh. in 2006 bought the 100-acre mile, uh, the 100-acre yeah, island. Tim, that doesn't make any sense. Of Musha K and its surrounding chain. Yeah. For guess how much money? Uh, it's in the Bahamas, by the way. A hundred acre island and the chain of islands around it. Uh, which are probably like too small to be inhabitable, but yeah. you'll want them. Uh, Five million dollars. Uh, Fifty million, which I thought was uh, was a steal. <laughs> it, but that's also I, 14 I knew years you ago, were going to yeah. say it was a steal, so I yeah. was trying to really lowball it. But yeah, $50 million. Eh, you can get, uh, I don't know, a bunch of friends together. <laughs> You get a hundred friends together to all take out uh, half a million dollar mortgages, and then you have your own house, your own uh, yeah. island. <laughs> I would hope you'd have a... your own house for fifty million dollars. How big is a hundred acres? I'll tell you what. You got a hundred people in on it. It's an acre per person. Yeah, that's true. And the and the surrounding islands. And then they just take a reasonable bank loan out. Yeah, half a million dollars over thirty years. Yeah. A lot of people I mean, can swing that. Have to get some good internet there because everybody's going to have to be working from home to. Yeah, but Tim, you get one internet for a hundred people. That's going to uh, be like fifty cents a month. Economies of scale. Yeah, although you're going to have to stretch it out over a hundred acres, you're going to have to get a bunch of repeaters. That's fine. That's a one-time cost. Yeah, exactly. You build that into the mortgage. Yep. You build that into the, the price, right? You, you ask the banker, uh, hey, can we get a few hundred dollars more? We need to buy some Wi-Fi extenders. <laughs> yeah, he'd be happy to. Because yep. over the life of that mortgage, that's going to be like $12 million more dollars for them or something. Yeah. You're going to have to build houses there to live on, though. Live yeah, in. but that's why most of our friends are carpenters, Tom. Yeah. Well, or you can just go to a different bank that doesn't know you already got a half a million dollar mortgage trying to get another one. Yeah. Tom, let me tell you, they ask you a lot of questions when you get a mortgage. Yeah. It's you, hard to get you, away with stuff. You just got a new mortgage. Uh, yeah. So you would, you would know. Did First you, mortgage of my life. Did you ask uh, at any point about uh, uh, if you could buy an island, if they had any island deals? I didn't ask any questions about anything the whole time. I just told them everything they asked for. Um, 
You know, signed everything without understanding what I was signing. <laughs> oh boy! So if anybody's wondering if there's going to be another uh, freaking financial crisis like 2008, <laughs> just know that they're out there giving mortgages to people like Tim, who's, who's just telling them who has no questions and isn't understanding anything he's signing. <laughs> so Bad if you want, if you want to short the market, seventy five dollars a month now. <laughs> If you've been looking to short the stock market, now might be a good time. Might be an insider tip. Yeah, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm not the dumbest guy in the world. Uh huh. Yeah. Tom, I really stepped in it this week. Uh, in shit. That means yeah. that means that's a good thing. No, I, I, when you say I stepped in it, that's not a good thing. But if you go, oh, that guy really stepped in shit. Yeah, but you're the one who brought profanity into it. But I was, if you I, say that guy really stepped in shit, then it's like, yeah, that's a good. Uh, that means he you, he got lucky. If you right, step, to, what do you think it is, Tom? Something worse uh, than shit. Yeah, diarrhea. Diarrhea is a type of shit. See what happened here, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's 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 a, a whole different thing. You if know you what? Say there's, I'd rather. There's, Listen. Oh, go pick up that shit, and you get there, and it's <laughs> diarrhea. You wouldn't be like, get oh. There. <laughs> Wait, what is this hypothetical situation? Let's say, let's say I get to your house, right? Uh-huh. And uh, you're like, ah, I, I just took my dog out. Uh-huh. I have to run in. I'm getting a very important phone call. Uh-huh. Um, can you take this bag just right at the corner? Yeah. Uh, just pick up that dog shit and and put it in the in uh-huh. the in the trash can. I'll meet you upstairs. Uh, right. Cool. Right. We're gonna record an episode. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginger's cool. Whatever. I'm not happy about it, but I know this is a very important phone call you're getting. Yeah. I get to the corner and there's a bunch of dog diarrhea there. Uh huh. I'm angry. Well. But I'm not talking about picking it up. I'm talking about stepping in it. And maybe this is going to be controversial to say, I'd rather step in diarrhea than shit. You're an idiot, Tom. No, you are, I'd you rather are a step sick in, man. Tim, you are talking like a man who hasn't stepped in enough shit in his life. Because diarrhea doesn't get into the treads of your shoes like shit does. I mean... Like shit with like a Play-Doh-esque consistency? That's uh, going to get well, way up in there. Here's the problem, Tom. I wear tap shoes everywhere, so the, the <laughs> bottoms of my shoes are just completely, completely right. flat. And if you yeah. step in shit, you're more likely to slip. Exactly. If I step in, di- step in diarrhea, I'm more likely I to slip. I think you're, honestly, you're probably likely to slip either way. I don't I'm know screwed. why you wear I'm those things. I'm slipping even when I'm not stepping in stuff. Yeah. The, the tap shoes are just very slippery. And, and the concrete can't be great for them. But you see what happened here, Tom? I said, I said something. We we should be clear that you took out the mortgage not for a new home, but because you keep having to have your tap shoes resurfaced because you insist on wearing them all the time. Yeah, they're very expensive tap shoes. Which is why I don't think you should be wearing them on concrete. You're ruining them. I mean, them. the problem is the tap shoes themselves aren't that expensive, so they need a lot of maintenance. Exactly. Um. So I had to take out a large line of credit <laughs> to, to deal with that. On Honestly, I'm surprised you got basis. approved for it. Yeah. Um, 
So I said something. I said I, I really the, stepped the, the in. The banker it. was it, a uh, was a big Gregory Hines fan, <laughs> and understood. It was it was Gregory Hines himself. Oh, well, <laughs> well Gre- Gregory Hines is no longer with us, unfortunately, Tim. Really? I'm sorry to to let you know. That's disappointing. When did he pass? Years ago. No, he was he was alive as recently <laughs> as 2017. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was longer ago than that. He passed in 2003. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Almost was, 20 years ago. I know, but he was young. Yeah, I know. And that's why I remember that it was, you know, uh, it, it was a tragic death. He was 57 years old. Jesus. Yeah. And obviously a guy like that's going to be in great shape. Tapping all the time. <clears throat> um, do you know where his uh, resting place is? No. Oakville? Broadway? Nope. Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Huh. Maybe that's hmm. the warm part of uh, Canada that only people like Gregory Hines knew about. I mean, six feet under is probably pretty warm. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's, it's insulated. Cold. No. Well, yeah, but there's nothing producing heat. Yeah, thermoelectricity. Tim, no, that's not thermoelectricity. First off, thermoelectricity isn't a thing, I think. I think that's like a pseudoscience. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like I've had to I feel like I've had to explain this to you multiple times that the the molten core of the earth does not uh release heat up until 6 feet below us. I think it might. Um this is odd. Gregory Hines Born in New York City, New York. Yeah. Died in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Buried in Oakville, Ontario. Yeah, I know. You told us the Oakville, Ontario thing. Yeah, but that's. I think that's... Uh, Was that where he eventually lived? You heard. New York and Los Angeles. <laughs> huh. I don't know. Maybe that's where his family is or something. Yeah. Hmm. You know what, I I think his final resting place is in heaven. Well, he was was engaged to somebody who lived in Toronto, or who was based in Toronto. Oh, okay. Good man. Very good man. Very good, even better tap dancer. Yeah, he and his brother, Maurice, Mm -hmm. um, had a a tap dancing duo called the Heinz Brothers. First, they were known as the Heinz Kids. Right, when they were But then they grew up, and they became the Heinz Brothers, and then their dad joined the act. Their father joined the act as a drummer, and they changed the name to Heinz, Heinz, and Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily go to a law firm called Heinz, Heinz, and Dad, but... Yeah, well, guess what? They were a tap dancing and drummer situation. Yeah. Not a law firm. So there, you're in the clear. That's interesting that, that their dad was a drummer. Why is that interesting? I don't know. You think they started like, uh, you think they were like playing as kids, like playing the drums with their feet. And he was like, hey, you look, you want to do something with your feet? I'll get you guys tap dancing lessons. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> he was like, as, as for your old man, he'll stick to using his hands. Tom, I started reading this book. Yeah. 
Outlander. Mm-hmm. Highlander. No, I thought it was Highlander, but it's not. It's called Outlander. Okay. Um, though our our friends over in the UK might know this this book as Cross Stitch. Oh, I didn't know it had a different uh, title over there. Me neither. Hmm. Which makes me think, like, did people even know what they were uh, voting for? I'm trying to get this dismissed on a technicality. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. You put up the the uh, schedule uh, earlier this week. And you put up four parts, but said, basically, this book's longer than I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to read faster. Not what I'm, I'm going to well, do is I'm going to say I'm going to read four, four parts and then we'll we'll vote again to see if if uh, I'll continue reading this book or we'll do something else. Here's the thing. I will like, admit... Like a, like a true coward putting it to a popular vote instead of uh, offering leadership. Instead of the electoral college, which uh, you love so much because it always gets the result that you want. Popular uh, vote be damned. Exactly. Um, no, I'll admit that my motivation was partly selfish um, <laughs> in that like, I don't want to spend six hours a week reading a romance novel. Right. However, I know that some people do read along with us, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it um, untenable for them to do so if, if they don't have a ton of free time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, reading, a, a, you know, a lot every week just, just wasn't going to be the right, the right way to do it. Um, and so the, the other solution would be, Okay, we just have to keep it going for way longer than we usually do one of these books. Right. Which I'm happy to do it. Same amount of goddamn reading on my part. Anyway, who cares? Um, I was just concerned that some people who, you know, with every book there are some naysayers that are like, I can't wait till the till this book is is over and we move on to the next one. Right. Right? And if 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 that there were a critical mass of these, I wouldn't want to be stuck in this for seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, once you watch the entire uh, <laughs> Vol- uh four stars seasons. uh, TV show, yeah. Um, so you know, I punted a little bit, but I said, I'm gonna keep reading manageable, yes, for me, but for all of our friends reading along. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll see, we'll see where we're at in a month. If this totally sucks and we and we all hate it, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. Maybe, Tom, I, I invite you. Maybe it's not a simple majority. Maybe we need a two thirds vote to override <laughs> and and get out of this. Or maybe people are like, I like this, but like I need to change the pace. Right. Do something else for four weeks. Come back to this and and finish it up. Maybe people will love it so much that they'll demand we read the entire series. Yeah, but they can't. They did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't offer that. Well, I'm just saying you read book one, I read book two, you read book three, and before you know it, the year's over. (laughs) You know that at the end of the year, we're still going to be doing this, 2021. I'm saying like an entire year's over. We just Uh, spend a year reading these, and our our Patreon number just keeps growing exponentially. Hockey hmm. stick growth. I will say this, Tom. Uh couple notes on this book i read the first five chapters part one of book one mm-hmm. um not even remotely as sexy as i was uh 
expecting. You I thought this was going to be titillating. warm up to the sexy parts. Tim, don't you know anything about foreplay? Foreplay? <laughs> yes. Um, I do know a little bit about foreplay, but like this was this was a whole section of the book where look, people had sex in this book, Tom. Uh-huh. But I didn't I I, I it wasn't described to me in any meaningful way. <laughs> Just said they had sex the regular way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, number 2, um this book is uh Written with a lot more um, wit than I was expecting. Okay. That, um, that signature Scottish wit? Yeah, I didn't know that this was all Scottish and whatnot. Well, what the hell did you think it was, Tim? I didn't know. I went on, <laughs> I, I Googled best romance novels. I saw an O magazine, that's Oprah's magazine, had mm-hmm. a list of the the best romance novels of all time. And I was like, mm. great, this will be classy, but maybe a little titillating because the mm-hmm. Oprah audience still... Uh, yeah, they're horny. Very horny. And uh, so I just, sight unseen, I, I should never have just trusted Oprah to... Well, you know what? The book isn't bad. It's just so goddamn long. Right. Well, it's not like the, the time she uh, recommended that book from that liar. Right. Yeah, but then she made that liar come on and like cry <laughs> on national James Frey. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should read a million little pieces as fiction on yeah. this show. Maybe. Guess what? Uh, marketed as a memoir, but guess what? I'd say, hey, guess we're reading a work of fiction this week. Right. That would really that would uh be a better way to own him than when Oprah made him come on her show and cry. Man. I mean he should like I'm glad she did that to him. Oh yeah, because him. like she He lied in a memoir and then over literally overnight that made him a multimillionaire. Yeah, right? Cause, well, and Oprah put her name on it, which, you know, yeah, yeah meant you as that, a millionaire author. Exactly, and, uh, you know, Oprah can't get played like that. No way. She didn't get She didn't get where she is by getting played by uh, scammers. So do you know the um, general... It is, I believe, about a World War I uh, uh, nurse... Or medic that gets sent back in time to the 1700s, 1700s Scotland. Tom, you stupid fucking idiot. She's a World War II nurse. Oh, it's a World War II nurse. Okay. Yeah. And she gets sent back in time. I believe it's 202 years to 1743 or something. Um, and she would have, being from World War II, she would have no frame of reference from, like, Back to the Future or anything like that about how time travel works. No. Tom, you're not going to like how time travel works in this book. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm already sensing it. First off, I don't like the idea of somebody who's already from the past just going further into the past. That's the thing. That's boring as hell. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's like, ooh, it's fish out of water, but it's like I don't know enough about Yeah, the, I know enough about the, the fish. water that she was in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh Claire. It's about this Claire Randall uh character. The main okay. character. Mm-hmm. It's all written from her point of view. The so heroine. I thought it would be like, Hey, uh, this is what it felt like, 
you know? Did going through the time tunnel. Tom, you're gonna be so disappointed <laughs> when this happens. Uh so uh uh Claire and uh, her well, husband. Uh, was it like she went in uh like an experimental World War II time travel plane? You wish. Tom, I'll tell you exactly how it happened in five minutes. Just shut up for a second. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a half hour into this. And I haven't even started describing what happens. Um, Claire uh, and her husband, uh, are, they, they move to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's after World War II. She w- he was oh, a so soldier. It's after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, she was a uh, field nurse. Yes, he was a soldier. They hadn't seen each other for like six years, but they've well, been that, married. Well, but he did. She didn't say. Well, it's a good thing I didn't see you because that means you didn't get hurt. I mean, I think she might have said that at some point. I don't know. Um, but uh, so they've been married for I think eight years, been apart for six years, and they moved wow. to Scotland. And it's mm-hmm. like we're gonna like. Uh, uh, they want to have here. a baby. They want to have a baby. It's unclear to me if they moved there for good or if they're just like taking a, a holiday. Like a long holiday? Like, like a, where a they summer. are. Because they're at a bed and breakfast. Oh. But I'm not sure if they're like planning on, like they're at a, a bed and breakfast, but they now live in Scotland right. for, for good, just a different part of Scotland. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that like i'm realizing as the as the story progresses is an important um anyway <laughs> he's her husband frank is a genealogist a genius no a genealogist so he's always going like on and next on about level what, genius exactly fucking idiot just let me get through this god damn it man we could just do this one chapter at a time we can do- <laughs> We could do this for 41 weeks. <laughs> um, so he's a genealogist. He always just talks about boring stuff in the past. Like, oh, did you know I traced this back? But, and the thing is, Claire is yeah. always like, whenever he talks, like he, it's like pages of him like being like, oh, did you know that this person was blah, 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 related oh, to this person? Well, actually. And, she, and she's always like, this is so fucking boring. <laughs> and it's also like, hey, um, freaking, uh, uh, Diana Gabaldon. That, maybe don't make me oh, that's the reader. The, that's the author? Yeah. Maybe don't maybe, uh, make me read this part. But, She's trying to put you in Claire's shoes. But the other thing is, all this information, because she time travels back, so, like, that right, all comes in important. handy. But, like, acknowledging that it's fucking boring as shit doesn't make it any more of a pleasant uh, exposition dump. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Uh, uh, Frank's uh, related to this guy, Jonathan Randall, Jonathan Wolverton Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. And, he, and he's a werewolf? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't found Has there been a yet. full moon in the novel yet? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well. So they're at this bed and breakfast, and there's this uh, this lady. It's like a matronly wa- lady who... Uh, <laughs> Were you going to is... say matronly witch? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, <laughs> just put a pin in that for a oh, second. Oh, okay. 
Um, but she's always like, they realize she's hanging around their door to hear if they're having sex cool. um, because she wants to gossip a lot. Uh-huh. So in the in the in the very beginning, uh, I was like, oh, cool, that means they're gonna have sex. Yeah, but no. Uh, Frank just bounces up and down on the bed and pretends like he's having sex and then like goes like Ugh! well it's the 40s Tim he might all the people didn't know a lot about sex he might have thought that was having sex um did you know that in we didn't start the fire um <laughs> what did you say British politician sex yeah wait hold on we didn't start the what what how does that uh how does that verse go? I think it's Bernie gets British politician sex. Right, yeah. Um, I didn't know in 1988 when when I was six years old or seven years old when this song came out. Mm-hmm. Paul, no, no, no. Pope Paul, Malcolm X, British politician sex, JFK blown away by those two. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So I didn't... No, like I thought it was Pope Paul because he's just listing things off. Right, Pope Paul, comma, Malcolm X, two separate things, comma, British politician. Then I thought, <laughs> comma. comma, sex, and I thought that's not how oh. rhyming works. <laughs> What's that? That's not how rhyming works. What do you mean? Pope. No, I'm just saying like the song is a list of just things. Right. Okay. Right. So I didn't think it was British politician sex. I thought it was British politician. And then the next thing he was saying was sex. Right, when sex was invented. That's what I was like. It's like, that's when they discovered sex. (laughs) Right. Sometime (laughs) in the early 80s. Well, no. Uh, Malcolm X, JFK, Blown Away. This is is the early 60s. Well, I mean, Summer of Love, it's not too Exactly. So it's like, maybe, because like... I said 80s because I thought... You meant uh, uh, he was referring to the recent invention of sex. (laughs) No. So, like, when I was six or seven, I was like, well, all right. Well, I know that women sometimes (laughs) get pregnant (laughs) because because they have sex. Uh But I know that other times it just happens. Like, (laughs) you just, you know. Right. Because I'm six. Like the Virgin Mary. Exactly. But I thought that was just like, yeah, sometimes women wake up and they're like, oh, I'm pregnant now. Cool. I'm going to have a baby soon. I remember when I was a kid being at uh, a mom's friend house, uh, um, one of my mom's friend's house, and she had a son who was two years younger than me. So like, you know, but when you're like eight playing with a six year old suck shit, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, But I remember one time being over and like, I don't know, he did something like dumb, like a funny, like he went in the bathroom and like wet his hair and combed it back and came out. And his mom was like, ooh, sexy. And what? Yeah. And that like, I mean, obviously, if I'm still talking about it now, 30 plus years later, (laughs) a profound effect. Yeah. Where I was just like, that's incest of what? Because, like, sexy meant sex when I was a kid. Like, sexy meant you wanted to have sex with that. I didn't know what sex really meant. I mean, that's kind of how I I, I still feel. Yeah, exactly. If somebody's sexy, that means they are worthy of having sex with. Right. And uh, hearing a mother say it about their, you know, like, six-year-old son (laughs) profoundly fucked me up, I think. (laughs) 
where you're like we gotta get you out of here yeah i was just like i don't want to be here anymore it, i remember it made me feel so uncomfortable it's I wait there. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there have been points in my when I was young, very young, mm. that I felt so uncomfortable and terrified and scared that, like, I'm sure we're just like innocuous things. Oh, yeah. that Like adults would never have had any idea. No, I mean, there there's, uh, you know, we have we have friends with uh, young kids and like. Yeah, I mean, I've said tons of... Th- I'm not even around these kids that much, and I've still said tons of things around them where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Oh, damn. Uh, uh, heck, I'm sorry I said that. Like, Man, can you imagine how scary, scary you and I are for some <laughs> yeah. of these kids that, like, you know, we've popped in. <laughs> to, for us, seeing a kid, it's like... Yeah, we see these kids every three or four months. Yeah, like, they, they they've have no gotten fucking so, recollection yeah, well, of, of us. Of course not. And they've gotten so much bigger, and we're talking about them like we know them. <laughs> yeah, and then we're just like, I got this big fucking beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I, I remember you from, you know, when we were all like staying at a house together, and they're like, that was half a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight months old at that point. I'm yeah, three like, years old now. And like you were there, Jesus Christ! Yeah, this um, guy. I mean, I remember like my parents' friends who like didn't have kids or didn't have kids my age. Like, yeah, just being like kind of perplexed, and like you know, you always had the parents like you know Uncle Tom. Like he's, and it's like, no, I don't. It's like, you, yeah. it's like, yeah, I saw him two years ago, which I'm eight. That was a quarter of my lifetime ago. And when I saw him, it was you yelling at me to come over and say hello to him. And I did. And then I ran away again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, friggin', uh, my, when I was a little kid, my mom is one of seven, seven children. So, mm-hmm. uh, you got have, a lot of aunts uh, and uncles. A lot of aunts and uncles, and when I was young, including I some had, in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but not on that side of the the family. Oh, um, they were all on Long Island, and so like whenever we'd be at a family party, barbecue or whatever, uh-huh. I had three uncles who were all in their 20s or 30s when I was when I was young. Yeah, um, and they all had mustaches, <laughs> and I had no fucking idea which one was which. Right? How and could I, you? Like they weren't different people to me. Like I just assumed like those are the mustache guys. Um, <laughs> they travel they kind of a, Yeah, like after a few hours at a barbecue, they get really obnoxious, um, <laughs> and that's what I know about them. And stop. After being like, a few hours at a barbecue, they insist that they're going to play wiffle ball now too. <laughs> Exactly. One of them gets hurt. And please don't think it's hilarious when you put me on the spot and be like, uh, which one is this? It's like, I don't know, Bobby or John or I don't know. They're they're all the same. They're they're mustache guys who (laughs) Yeah, it's mustache guy too. Who I've had cumulative eighteen minutes interaction with over my entire life. Most of that I don't even remember because I I'm not forming memories yet. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I, I've largely chosen to ignore my niece until she can form some memories. Yeah, I try to buy my nephew and niece. my niece is too young to to know who I am. Yeah, eh, she's getting there. She's like one now, but my nephew, I really uh, 
really try to get in there and uh, buy him stuff. How old is he? He's three. Oh, yeah. They they can start remembering stuff. And yeah. and that's also when you're like at at prime. Uh, you can't make any money for yourself. <laughs> so it's really mm-hmm. hard to buy yourself things. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't he really has, under he, his business would fucking fail in a second. He's not a good businessman. <laughs> and you don't know, and like when you're a kid, you don't know how. I remember again, one of my mom's friends uh, got like a cashier job at Child World. You remember Child World? It was a. I don't remember. Child it was a World. Toys R Us competitor, and I just remember hmm. like hearing this news and thinking like, "Holy shit." My mom's friend works at Child World. Well, looks like old Tommy's going to start getting a lot of free toys. And, like, I remember one time, like, this woman, I don't know, she had to drop something off for my mom, like something she borrowed or whatever. And she came to the front door, and I was like, well, hot damn. Here she is after her shift at work. <laughs> and, like, my mom, like, closed the door. I'm like, what What did she drop off for me? And she's like, huh? I'm like, you said she just got back from the toy, her job at the toy store. What did she obviously she came right from the toy store to here because there's probably like some new toy out that they want kids to test. <laughs> nothing, nothing. <sighs> Don't still tell that woman to this day. A little bit. Don't tell yeah. kids. I mean, I understand where my parents were coming from of like, Oh, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. You'll be excited by this. But it's like, but I don't understand that. I'm, there's not going to be any tangible benefit for me. Yeah. I, I'm, what does this have to do with me? Yeah. I'm five years old. I don't care about anything other than what happens to me. Oh, your friend got a freaking part-time job. Great. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Gail. Yeah. Wonderful. It's not, it's not going to help me out? Then why are you telling me? You didn't tell me when she got a part-time job at a restaurant, mm-hmm. but you're telling me when it's a toy store because you know I love toy stores, but I'm not yeah. going to get any benefit. Just to fucking mess with me? Is that, yeah. is that what you're doing? Well, Tim, I appreciate uh, you you helping me out with this therapy session. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, I think this might actually go on. We might have to add another week here because I am not going to get through this these chapters. I'm on my first note. Okay, well, continue. Okay. Um, so uh, I told you Frank's boring. Yeah. Um, they pretend to have sex. Here's the thing. I think you'd like this book. Mm. Um, there's this one part where they're like... Uh, where uh, she's like, uh, Frank looked me in the eyes. It wasn't hard because he's only four inches taller than me. Ooh, short guy. But four <laughs> inches is like, what if she's five six? He's five ten. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's not that's terrible. a cool height. Yeah, that's fine. That's a real cool height. Yeah, five. But 10. what if she's like, uh, like four foot ten? And he's five foot two. Then, then yeah. honestly, she's really got no, no place to complain. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyway, I'm uh, probably I'm at most four inches taller than my girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. And you don't hear me. You know, you. I hope she's not going around saying, "Well, he's only four <laughs> inches taller." Tom, I'm shorter than you, but I think. I might be more than four inches taller than my wife. Yeah. I'm 5'10". She's probably 5'4 or 5'5". 
Is she? You have, you have no idea how tall your wife is, do you? I, 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 they didn't I, ask this on the mortgage? How tall is your fuck? wife, sir? <laughs> I didn't get the mortgage with her. This is for my secret family, though. <laughs> Did you say within a foot? Within no, within a foot, an how inch. Tall is I said she's 5'4 four, four, five, four or 5'5. Five, five, and you're like, you don't know how tall she is? She's one of those two Yeah, two but the way, the way you said it, it sounded like 5'4, five, 5'5 five, five was a ballpark. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very, uh, what the hell? Sorry. <laughs> you were just looking very outside. Yeah, I was looking out the window. I got I got new windows here, Tom. Keep an eye on things. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just not used to the sights outside. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he's always meeting up with this vicar. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure what a vicar yeah, it's is. It's like a priest. Like a priest or something. Yeah. Um, Later on, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I thought this guy was a confirmed bachelor, but he has a kid. Confirmed Wait, bachelor? Yeah. Yeah, confirmed bachelor, I always thought was innuendo to mean gay. Yeah, right? Right. I mean, well, I. but also I thought if you were, well, a vicar is different than yeah, a priest. Whatever. Who knows? So she, So he always goes to meet up with this vicar and talk about genealogy or whatever. And then she's meeting up with this guy, uh, this older guy that she met in a pub called uh, Mr. Crook. <laughs> well, um, be careful. Who's taking her t- for for tours of uh, like flowers in the area because she's decided to get into botany because she's bored. Okay. Because it's after the war and she's no longer a nurse. So she's just like, what am I, what am I doing here? Like, uh, a vicar, I guess I'll get into. A vicar is a type of priest. For okay. the uh, Church of England. Cool. Um, also, Tom, uh, uh, Frank and Claire go out and they come home and they find a bunch of blood on the, the doorstep of the bed and breakfast. Always a bad like, sign. Oh, no. Is there has there been a murder? Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, five pages of like, oh, this is about to get cool. And then they find out that uh, everyone in the neighborhood just sacrificed, I think, uh uh, chickens, um, and buried the chicken cor- uh, an animal sacrifice because that's what like uh, you know they did back then. Did they? Yeah. I think they didn't for a while, and then the town had bad luck. I think during oh, I the see. war, yeah. And so they started doing it's like, that. Well, let's try. It can't hurt. Well, they yeah. accept the animals. Um. Anyway, they're. I don't know. She goes home after uh, going out with that guy to look at flowers. Uh-huh. And Frank is still out with a vicar. Yeah. And so, like, she gets ready for bed. And then Frank comes and he's like, oh, oh, I've just seen a ghost. Or she's like, oh, you look as if you've seen a ghost. He's like, I think I did. Wow. Um, and uh, she's like, he saw this guy. It's this whole fucking long story about how he <laughs> sees an apparition. That's dressed in like uh you know full Scottish regalia like this giant guy uh-huh. looking in the window at Claire oh. and he goes up to him he's like hey what are you doing and the guy like uh, goes away and then disappears at the corner huh um and then uh, he was like did you treat anybody um that that fits this description and then he kind of accuses her of cheating on him um, With the ghost. 
with somebody over there. He's all shaken up. Yeah. And then uh, she she gets really angry and she's like, "Fuck you!" I'm not, blah, wow. Blah, blah. And, but she doesn't actually say that word. Right. Um, and then uh, she starts thinking, "I wonder what Frank did during those six years, though." Oh yeah. And then they go to bed, but they're they're on good terms. Um, so the next morning she gets up and she goes and, uh, this guy goes to show her plants and flowers again, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and then they get to this, this place and she's like, what's that over there? Oh, that's a henge. Do you know what a henge is, Tom? Like Stonehenge? Yeah. Except this is like a mini Stonehenge. Okay. It's just like piles of rocks and stuff. Oh, okay. That, so yeah, they're that not as... The rocks aren't as big as Stonehenge, but they're kind of arranged like that. Ah, I see. Um, and then uh, she's like, she looks at it and she's like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> and then she uh, she goes to meet her husband later at uh, the vicar's house. Yeah. Or this this guy, Reverend Wakefield. I assume that's the vicar she was talking about earlier. Yeah, I think a reverend can be a, a vicar. Yeah. Whatever, and. Uh, the reverend's like, this is my son. And she's like, oh, I thought this guy was a uh, confirmed bachelor. Yeah. But then he reveals like, oh, it's my sister's kid. That he adopted. Um, I'm just, yeah, he had, I adopted. And then uh, at some point there, uh, Claire remembers uh, how she was uh, raised by her uncle, mm-hmm. who was a professor um, because her parents died in a car accident. But guess what uh, all of the professor's students call them? Vicar. Q. Q. Oh, no. <laughs> Tom, it's one of those books. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, isn't that also what uh, what uh, the, the guy who makes uh, James Bond's gadgets? Isn't he also Q? Yeah, and you know who else is Q? <laughs> John, John F. Kennedy, Kennedy Jr. Jr., yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, she goes meets him at the vicar's place, um, and then the housekeeper is like, uh, hey, I'll read tea leaves. A lot of things happen, but then she's like, uh, I'll read tea leaves, and she goes in with the, uh, housekeeper, mm-hmm. and she's like, uh, oh, I'm gonna re- read your future. Um, uh, but then she also reads her palm, and she's like, everything's, like, weird and, like, contradicting yeah. each other. Like, uh, you're, uh, like... Your whatever line stops and then there's a gap and then it restarts again. Like all this prelude to like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to time travel and blah, blah, blah. There's a, there's a lot of that in the beginning of this book where it's like, if you didn't know that there was time travel involved, like <laughs> that, this would be really not, cool setup. If that's not why you're reading the book. Yeah. Um, and it's still going on. Uh, this is chapter two. It's still going on at the end of chapter five where it's oh, like... Wow. Yeah, um, but then she's like, oh, there's something about lovers, and she's like, is my husband going to cheat on me? And she's like, no. Um, Not again. Like, I see this in uh, in a lot of people's, in a lot of men saying it, it will mean that they're going to uh, take on a lot of lovers, but it doesn't mean that for women. It means, well, your husband's not going to be cheating on you. So really, it's uh, it's like, you're a horny lady. <laughs> this is what she's telling this lady. This is what it's translated to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, whatever. It's that he, she can fall in love again after her first love is lost, like that kind of stuff. Right, you right. Know? 
it's setting it up for being like she's gonna travel through time and bone dudes. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to give a real quick overview here. Um, so Roger is is the son of the vicar. Uh huh. Um, and then she's and, he, like, and yeah. he's the one who's tinkering with a time machine, presumably. There's no time machine as of yet. Um, but then uh, she was like, uh, <sighs> whatever. Um, <laughs> there, there's so much in this book, and it, it's written like it's kind of like, come on, you, you don't need to do this. You don't need to draw everything out so long. But that's also because I was reading this on a deadline, and I don't really feel like <laughs> reading this book. Right. Um, yeah, I think she, other people probably luxuriate in the details. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Claire tells Frank about the hinge, and he's probably like, not a lot of people have to do book reports on this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and Frank's like, "You saw a hinge? We got to go there. That's where witches uh, dance." You saw a hedge. So they they wake up early the next morning and get a good vantage point at the hinge mm. and then all these witches come who are just uh, normal ladies from town but they they take off their clothes and, and put on all white clothes and they dance around now um, did they take off their clothes in front of the whole town no no nobody's watching except for claire and frank secretly. Oh, okay but did they get to see the witches take off their clothes I don't think so. I think they go behind things, it seems like, because there's no description of of what the, the witches look like mm. with their clothes off. Well, this book doesn't sound horny at all. No, there's a, there's a lot of non-horniness in here. Um, I want to get to the point, because they, they watch the witches dance. Yeah. And then they both get horny from it. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, hold on. Sorry, Tom. This is, if I had a, a hard copy. Right, you could flip through it. I I, I would have, uh, I don't, I still don't know on my Kobo how to, uh, <laughs> like, make notes and stuff. Well, make notes on uh, a piece of paper. Yeah. Mm, whatever. So they danced around. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, essentially they were the, and he's, he's really, um, obsessed with like, how do they know, like where to stop and start in their dances? Cause like they, they have like this kind of like, uh, choreographed thing and they like go to a certain point and then they right. come back. Um, and he's really boring. So he cares about shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, I got too far. Whatever they have sex, but I wanted to show. I wanted to to to, to read show you. Me? I wanted to yeah. W- with my one hand, I was going to make a circle uh-huh. with my uh, thumb and and forefinger. Mm-hmm. The other hand, I was just going to use my forefinger and show you how that worked. Well, I'd love to, uh, Tim. I'd still love to see it sometime, even if uh, the listeners at home uh, won't won't be treated to it. Well, um, I'm holding a microphone right now. Let me tell you, like, Tom, you think these are going to be real sexy. I'm telling you, I think it's just foreplay. The sexy stuff's going to come. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, They fall down. Uh, 
He ran a hand slowly up my arm and up the side of my neck, his thumb gently tickling the lobe of my ear. Um, blah, 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 blah. He laid me carefully back in the... Oh, wait, no. She, oh, the only word that, that she ever says that's somewhat sexy is breasts, and she says it all the time. <laughs> well, then that, that counts for something in my book. The other hand found its way behind my back. Palm spread, it passed me gently it pressed me gently toward him, fingers stroking lower and lower. His mouth opened slightly and he breathed ever so lightly down the neck of my dress, his warm breath tickling the tops of my breasts. He laid me carefully back in the grass, the feathery blossoms of the cow parsley seeming to float in the air around his head. He bent forward and kissed me softly and kept kissing me as he unbuttoned my dress one button at a time, teasing, pausing to reach a hand inside and play with the swelling tips of my breasts. At last, he had the dress laid open from neck to waist. Um, she says breasts. Uh, he sprang the clasp of my brassiere with one accomplished <laughs> flick of the thumb and bent to play skilled homage to my breasts. Um... <laughs> She says breasts like 15 times on this page. Yeah, you're then, telling me that this isn't uh, sexy talk? Tim, then, we're, on, we're on video chat right now, and I'm looking at you. Your heart is a rock. I'm I can sweating. tell. <laughs> Tom, I'm, I'm all flush. Yeah. Um. Okay, here's the thing. We're only on chapter two here, but this is where we're going to cut it off. <laughs> because the next morning, uh, she's like, oh, I got to go get a plant from up near the henge. Right. Um, and Frank is like, oh, while you're up there, I want to, like, can you check and see if there's any, uh, like, blood there? Yeah. From, like, um, a sacrifice or whatever? Yeah. She's like, yeah, whatever. So she gets up early. She goes up there. And then she's looking at the 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 henge. Mm-hmm. And one of the large stones has cracked. Ooh. And she hears a humming noise. Um, and then the, the stone started screaming. That always a bad sign. Yeah. And, uh, then all the stones start screaming and humming and she gets like very confused and then she passes out and then she wakes up. She's in the hinge, but she sees somebody dressed in old timey Scottish garb oh, no. in the distance. Yeah. So the aliens had made the henge as like a portal, like a portal through the fourth dimension, and she Uh, accidentally... I think it's my suspicion that you're going to be (laughs) disappointed with the lore um, (laughs) in this book. Yeah, sounds like it. Look, I just want... uh, Look, my time travel rules don't have to necessarily be believable or plausible but they have to be consistent to themselves internally consistent i agree so um a rock we'll see splits and screams and it's sent her back in time and that and that rock now better not be split and screaming yeah well that's just one of many requirements i have Maybe it was split the whole time and she didn't realize it. Could be. Yeah, I mean, it was dark when they were watching the witches. Um, it was morning, but you can I tell take a, your point. You can tell a fresh rock crack. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of chapter two. Um, 
Part one was through chapter five, but we'll, we'll, we'll blow through it a little quicker next week. Yeah. Man, we're going to be reading this book for fucking <laughs> ever. But we'll keep next week all of part two. So if you're just catching up, mm-hmm. hey, now you have some extra time to, to read. Um, so next week we'll read through chapter 10, and that's what we'll cover. Wow, mm, okay. Class. Yeah. Right? Sounds good to me, because I'm not, hey, I'm not the one reading. Yeah. I'm you the don't one. even know how to read. No, I'm just going to have to watch four seasons of a TV show. You're not going to read. By the time, by the t- four weeks, everybody's going to be so sick of this. So they're going to be like, <laughs> let's just pretend this never happened. Well, we'll see. Hey, Can you guys just read fucking Blade Runner again? We're, we are ruled through democracy, so it's up to yeah. the listeners. Mm-hmm. As you always. always. You always uh, off mic. <laughs> Say bad things about the about democracy and our listeners. So. Yeah, democracy. The idea of democracy in general. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, well, do you have any final thoughts about your mom's friend who used to work at the toy store? Uh, no, except uh, it was a different friend than the friend who said her her kid was sexy. Mm, nice. Two different friends. They sound like uh, it sounds like your mom needs a, a new group. <laughs> Uh, she really does, to be honest with you, but that's another story. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you everybody for being a patron. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.